wants to show you. Hello, welcome back to our salty lair in the 76th episode of The Sirens of Scream. Today we have a tantalizing, albeit brief, show for you scantily clad listeners. But don't just accuse us of just hitting it and quitting it. Today's show features a new haunting segment called Dream Scenes. But first, hi, I'm Blue Cobble. I like long walks on the beach and tasteful mounts of the intestines of my ex-lovers displayed over my fireplace. And here are my bloodthirsty co-hosts here who are just starving to meet you. Jackie? Hey. Sierra? Hello! (laughs) Before we get to the main massacre, what delicious recommendations have you ladies been feasting on lately? Jackie? Well, I have been re-watching a show called Witches of East End, which I feel like I may have mentioned on the show a couple of years ago, but it's worth mentioning again. So this is like uh, what Charmed could have been if it weren't just like completely soapy, although it is still kind of soapy, you know? It's not like big and important and going to change your life or any kind of show, but it's just fun and quirky and uh, a lot of magical, mystical nonsense going on. Uh, There's only two seasons of it, which kind of bums me out because it's like the fucking audacity of (laughs) TV executives to take this off of the air and then reboot Charmed. It just it it kills me. (laughs) But yeah, so I've I've actually like rewatched this show. I think this is the fourth rewatch in the past couple of years. It's just it's fun. So and it's perfect for the spooky season. And the, another thing that I've been rewatching is uh, Over the Garden Wall, which... Perfect for the season! Right? I kind of just want to leave it on in the background on repeat all the time right now. <laughs> it's such an escape. <laughs> nice. I have not seen either. I've been singing Potatoes and Molasses so much lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a couple of songs from the, the soundtrack in my like Halloween playlist. Right on. Sierra, what do you got going on? I was excited to tell you guys about this new printer that I bought. It's a it's a Risograph printer, which is like what does that mean? Um, it's like a screen print. If like screen printing and like Xeroxing had a baby, and so I'm very excited to uh, play with that. And then my first print that I'm gonna like test out is like a skeleton zombie hand doing the peace sign that says ghoul power. Nice. Uh, so that's what I've I've been working on over here. Um, and today I was just listening to um, an episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, which I'd love to recommend to y'all. Um, they were talking about Amityville Horror and like doing a deep dive on, on that, um, the story and what happens in the book versus like in the movie and some of the theories around it. Um, and that was just a really fun episode to listen to. Very cool. Blue, what you been doing lately? So it's it's on YouTube. It's called The Vampy Show. Um, I stumbled upon this chick um, on Instagram forever ago, Sky Medusa. Um, and she always posts these like really fun vampire photos of her like doing goofy shit, like sitting out next to the pool and like putting on SPF a thousand sunscreen and nice. like just really fun um kind of like the like a like the old Elvira stuff like it's that kind of content where it's just kind of cheeky um fun kind of making fun of itself but at the same time being that super fun um b-style horror love it and her and two of her vampire girlfriends have a show on youtube they're just quick little short videos uh sometimes they're kind of like music videos and it's called the vampy show and I just love them because they're super fun, really quick, huge on the puns. If you love puns, fucking check them out for sure. They're from Australia, so they have the fantastic accents. 
And the ladies who do it just look amazing. Like they just always look on point. And uh, yeah, it's for it being kind of low budget. It's really good. And it's really fun. That's awesome. Do they have an Instagram? I think they have just their individual Instagrams. Um, like I know the main girl that does it, it's Sky Medusa. I don't, I don't remember if they have like the Vampy Show Instagram, but I know it's on YouTube. So I'm going to have to check that out after. I'm definitely going to be looking that up. So Yeah, so today's show, we're going to play a little bit of a game. After all, everything tastes a little bit better after a little torture. (laughs) Today, the sirens are going to describe one of our favorite horror movie scenes. Then once laid out in great gorish detail, we're going to discuss how our scenes would match up if they were mashed into one ultimate sirens dream scene horror film. Will the scenes come together in a beautiful hellish dance straight out of a Clive Barker wet dream? Or will one scene decimate the rest in a dream scene death match? Jackie, you go first. It's only one way to tell, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love this concept. This is such a fun concept that I'm excited to uh, integrate into our show in general. Um, and especially this first uh, dive into it. When we were talking about this, the very first thing that came to my mind was that really iconic scene in Insidious uh, with the demon face jump scare. And what happens here is the family of this boy who is in a coma are sitting around a table talking about a possible uh, infestation. And the way this leads in with the grandmother, uh, played by uh, Barbara Hershey, telling the story of her dream uh, she dreams about the demon, a demon being in her grandson's room. Um, the camera very slowly pulls in on her and she is centered in the screen. And it makes it feel like a ghost story being told over a campfire. Like it, it really draws you in and gets you kind of in the mood to hear a story, you know. And then when it cuts to uh, sequences of her dream, it even feels like a higher quality version of the old are your fate of the dark episodes which i love i love that feeling (laughs) nice then when the camera shifts over to the father played by patrick wilson he's off center in in the frame there and he's slumped in his chair and it's it adds a sense of misalignment in the scene you can feel that he is just askew in that entire situation the foreshadowing to his role in this plot is palpable in this scene up until this part in the story his character was just kind of you just sort of wanted to slap him (laughs) and that was about all you got from him was that he was pretty slappable but then comes that classic jump scare of the red-faced demon right behind patrick wilson's face with the eyes wide and the mouth agape and uh, the demon face is centered on the screen so it has your full focus there while Patrick Wilson's face is still askew. This is one of those um, really iconic James Wan-directed movies. Uh, one of these Bloomhouse productions that are that have really put James Wan on the horror map. And I will gladly admit that James Wan pulls some uh, cheesy moments here and there, <laughs> but his mise-en-scene is directly on point in quite a few places, and this is definitely one of them. Sierra, what's your dream scene? Well, it's very funny that Jackie chose hers because completely separate from hers, I uh, chose a very similar type of movie. Um, the one that popped into my head, I think it's because I just watched Bly Manor. And so I have like haunted spooky houses on the brain. 
the scene that I was thinking of was from The Conjuring, the first one, when early on in the movie, the family just moves in and they think this is going to be, you know, this great new home. And obviously everything's going to be fine now. And it's, you know, they aren't uh, about to be terrorized by demons or anything. It's it's <laughs> fine. This house totally isn't haunted. Um, so they are unpacking and the kids are like, oh, let's play a game. And they play hide and clap. And so it's like hide and go seek. But the person who's seeking has to be blindfolded and they have three claps that they can ask for. So they like say, okay, give me my clap. And then they hear where the people are hiding and then they go find them. Of course, so innocent uh, of a game. Clearly nothing can go wrong with that. Nothing, nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) So the mom is blindfolded and the kids are hiding. She's looking for her little daughter. She's going around the house and it's just like creepy because you know it's going to be creepy. Yeah. She goes into the uh, a room with this big like witch in the wardrobe style dresser um, that the door is open and you can see like the clothes inside. Um, and she says, OK, give me your give me one more clap. And like you see these creepy ghost arms come out of the closet and clap. And she's blindfolded and you're like, shit, she's going to get to there's a ghost and it's just that perfect like first of all that they got themselves into the situation is just like like classic haunted house uh scenario where you know kids are playing hide and go seek and like of course you are blindfolded because then you know you can't see all the ghosts around you it's uh, it's like such a great amount of being the audience and knowing more information than the character yeah I fucking love that scene. And so then she goes and she looks in the closet and nobody's there, of course, because it was a ghost. And then the little daughter comes running in from the other rooms like, you took off your blindfold. You you cheated. <laughs> all that tension like gets my tummy all like topsy-turvy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that it sets it up for that uh, later scene when the mother's like on the stairs going down to the basement and then, you know, with the match and the hands come out from behind her and just clap and everything goes dark and she starts screaming that like i fucking love that scene that's amazing blue what's yours up to mine is um the scene from alien where the alien bursts out of the dude's chest because oh yeah fucking seriously if someone says horror movie like that horror movie moment that like got you like i remember seeing this movie um as a young adult and seeing that scene where they're all like they're sitting around and they're relaxing and they're shooting the shit and they're starting to eat, and uh, and then the dude's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, dude, do you need a lozenge? Yeah. We're trying to eat like, here. The Heimlich? Do you need the Heimlich? Yeah, no, nobody doesn't. Even, nobody even fucking bothers. Whatever, <laughs> good friends they are. But then they like, throw them down on the table and then like starts moving. And so I love this scene because it kind of catches you off guard. Um, cause it goes from that like friendly thing to like, boom, out of the dude's chest. Yeah. And I also really love it. Cause every time I think of it, I also think of in Spaceballs where they did the spoof where the same, or the dude's there and he's eating at the diner and then the alien pops out of his stomach and then busts into like the, hello, my baby, hello, mm-hmm. what happening? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the little, with their little can and spats and like a top hat. I fucking love it. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's iconic, but I love the whole like. The bursting out of his stomach. As I was thinking about like what scene to do for this, I was like, okay, what what are all the movies that like the Simpsons have parody? And like, <laughs> like exactly. the alien scene is like so good because of that. <laughs> yes. 
it's been spoofed like so many times like it's one of just like the it's like one of those just incredibly iconic scenes that everybody knows what you're talking about even if you haven't seen alien for some freaking reason you know exactly what scene they're talking about yeah i feel like that that one scene is singularly responsible for traumatizing actual generations of people (laughs) that's why i don't talk to pregnant people I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite little bits of horror trivia is the fact that when they were doing that scene, nobody told the actor something was going to burst yes! out of his chest. Really? So all those reactions <laughs> you're seeing are genuine. fucking real. Yes. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which is seriously genius. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of things about that movie where they were like, all right, we're, just, we're only going to tell the actor that's involved and then everybody else has just it just has to like figure it out and so a lot of that movie is that very genuine like oh my god what the fuck yeah okay so we have two scenes with apparitions ghosts hauntings one scene with an alien they're all pretty much like jump scaries yeah yeah so do you think that these could maybe go in an order and if they do what kind of a movie like what do you think like the plot's kind of gonna be Or do you think one of these scenes needs to be kicked out because it obviously doesn't match? What are we thinking? I feel like they could go together, but I I feel like the scene from Alien, in order to fit into the universe of the other two, would need to actually not be about an alien. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? I mean, aliens, maybe they have ghosts. Maybe, but I feel like it would fit more uh, seamlessly if it were like a demon jumping out of the chest. I'll buy that. I'll take the demon. I think that um, there could be some also crossover in in the scene that Jackie chose where she's like in the dream and the the dream demon is like kind of standing in the shadows by the bed felt very like the like shadow figures that people who have sleep paralysis see and that like kind of stretched black ma- like man figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which has also been like maybe it's aliens. Uh, <laughs> explained away. <Yeah. laughs> and honestly, that scene, the way it's set up, um, the the demon in the corner does have some little Geiger-esque qualities to it, like mm-hmm. Aliens design. You could see that fitting together. So I think that maybe it's like it starts out as you think it's a ghost story, and then it turns out that these aliens are like, have this house like or yeah something and then the ghosts have to save the people and so it's like you think the ghosts are scary but no the ghosts are trying to help you (laughs) yes i love it i love it (laughs) but it's already too late because i've already impregnated the one dude but we would definitely have to include both sigourney weaver and patrick wilson always sigourney weaver are they lovers huh no but there's just like weird tension an insane amount of sexual tension yeah they're rivals yeah (laughs) and the shower scene happens with patrick wilson yep Mm -hmm. and then the cat has to be there kind of like the grudge yes (laughs) yes yes (laughs) and one thing i could say for all three of those is that they all have incredible build-up to those to those points yes that's true that's really good i like how each one of them has that like that like oh we're just doing whatever we're cool wait wait what wait what <laughs> wait, fuck no nobody agreed to this yeah. <laughs> like there's kind of like in the conjuring it feels like when they move to that house it's kind of like they're almost secluded and isolated the way that in alien they're also fairly isolated being up in space 
Oh, so we could be like the family inherited the farm from in Nebraska. The kid in Insidious, like being isolated in his like dream state. Yeah. And the mother feeling isolated as fuck because nobody believes her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although I guess there's that sense of nobody believes the woman in every single one of those. I was thought you were going to say in every single horror movie. Oh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the family gets this house out in Ombak, Egypt, Nebraska, and there's potential ghosts. Not really sure what's going on. There's some hauntings. The cat's freaked out the whole fucking time. Patrick Wilson starts to complain about his tummy aching all the time. <laughs> yeah. His little tum tum hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how are we gonna? Like, I kind of feel like I feel like we're missing a scene. Like, I I feel like it can't just go from like ghosts. Like, I feel like we need a, we need a, um, we need some climax action. Maybe it's like the kid, the kid is like, is like in communication with the ghosts and the ghosts are trying to send him messages in his dream. And so they think that like the ghosts are this like scary thing, but then the ghosts are just like showing them what the real danger is. Like, look out for the aliens that are getting you at night or something. Yes. With that classic mislead. So you think it's a ghost story, you think it's a haunting. Just like American Horror Story. <laughs> and the whole time they're trying to like eat off the land and it turns out they're like just eating the alien eggs that are growing out of the ground and that's how they get it. Oh, gross. Stomach. I love it. So I think that this isn't so much of a dream scene death match. I feel like this is a mashup. Yeah. I think this would be really good. Yeah, I think we could fit these together pretty well. Yeah, I think that it runs the risk of being... A little too much, maybe too too much thrown in it, being demon ghost alien portals. <laughs> I don't know. I still think it's better than than like sixty percent of M Night Shyamalan movies. I was literally <laughs> just thinking it sounds like something M Night Shyamalan would. <laughs> okay, well maybe maybe it's not even aliens. It's like uh, not extraterrestrial, but like ultra terrestrial. So it's like things that have been here but are, like, living in, like, a different plane or, like, are living underground. Primordial. And the demon baby thing is just, like, busting out of a portal in his chest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. The demon baby thing is from eating the eggs. Okay. So we're, okay. We think we're good. Do do we think that's going to work? Or do we think it's, are we sticking with it's too much? No, I think it'll work. We're going to need some campfire story of uh, the legend of how these primordial beings were on that land a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Now this is turning into a Stephen King novel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Someone someone from, like, the town has to come up and be like, I've been here a hundred years and I've heard these stories. (laughs) And then he needs to tell the story. You're on the old Babcock place. Yes. Yeah, like they're in town buying some milk or something. Better lock the doors. Oh, you're living in the Babcock house. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in the town just eyes them weirdly all the time. All right, so I'm going to say, so there was obviously a light because everything starts with, there was a bright light in the sky. (laughs) And obviously that was the spaceship landing. But based on the story, they thought it was intellectual beings coming to save family now i feel like we're getting off the left track here yeah i think that's a little too much (laughs) it was a light in the sky and everybody was like oh those people are acting funny don't go near there and then they died and the house got weird 
They're doing some devil worshiping. <laughs> Ooh, no. What if it's like, okay, what if it's like this house, the people who own the house are like in cahoots with the aliens and they bring people like in? Yeah. Like, and that's like how the ghosts get then haunt the house is that the aliens like need bodies for like experiments or or for nourishment or whatever and the ghosts are the past victims that have been lured there to be sacrificed to the aliens Mm -hmm. it's the past families and so you find out that it's like oh no that's what happened to them oh no that's interesting and it's like a death cult or something (laughs) around these aliens (laughs) (laughs) house you don't come back Mm -hmm. (laughs) sling blades in there for some reason i don't know why Wait, so, okay, so they've got this family house, so why is Sigourney Weaver and Patrick Wilson there, but they're not together together, but shit is tense? Let's say they're investigating some reports out there of missing people. They're FBI agents. Mm, Mulder and Scully style. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But wait, why do they have a kid? Does one of them get, like, stuck with, chi- with like, child custody for the weekend or something? Oh, she's she's a single mom. She's, tr- she's trying to have it all. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> I, I kind of want to watch this movie now. You guys think we should just go ahead and write a screenplay or what? I think we need to keep doing this. This is amazing. <laughs> like I've, I'm glad this is being recorded. So at some point, someone out there with a camera can be like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Or when it's like next summer from Bloomhouse Studios, <laughs> we can be like, no, we did it first. <laughs> that was ours. That was ours. Bring that recording and be like, where are royalties? <laughs> are royalties right here? <laughs> <laughs> she's a boss sound. She's like, yeah. Right. It sounds like we have our Sirens of Scream mashup. Think that works. What do you think, ladies? I like it. Yeah. The twists, the turns, the chills, the thrills. And the cat. <laughs> <laughs> One final jump scare. <laughs> This is also just jump scare the movie. (laughs) And listeners, if you have any recommendations that you'd like to hear on the show, or if you have a dream scene yourself that you'd like to hear battle it out in the dream scene ring, please let us know. You can hit us up at Sirens Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, Sirens Pod on Instagram, or email us at sirens at sirensofscream.com. Jackie, where can our listeners hunt you down? I am Jackie the Robot on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you tune in this weekend to my Instagram, you're going to see Blue yeah. and myself what? being all Halloween. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Sierra, hop on a flight. <laughs> Hella Halloween debaucheries. <laughs> all right, Sierra, where can our listeners leave your sacrifices? Uh, they can leave them at my doorstep uh, at Sierra Hauk <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. You will see probably me dressing up the dogs for Halloween on there. Yes. <laughs> nice. Maybe not dressing up myself, but definitely something. <laughs> Are you going to do your annual Treehouse of Horror marathon? I was thinking about it, since, especially since Disney um, Plus has their like stream together uh, thing now. But I just don't know if it's the same. I feel like it would bump me out to do it virtually. Yeah. So it'll just mean that next year has to be double. Double the donuts. <laughs> we still got Krispy Kreme donuts. We always have to get the monster Krispy Kreme donuts. Nice. 
Yes. Well, I'm Blue Coble, and you can find me at Blue Ironworker on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. And remember, if you want to use a wood chopper, the body must be frozen first. <laughs> Man, slushy. It's my favorite low carb snack. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! <laughs> Before we wrap, I just want to send a quick thank you to our music partner, TerraVision and Great Bass. Uh, the song you're about to hear is called Muck Men by Ken Higgins off of the Spookies original soundtrack. You can find more cool horror music stuff at terror-vision.com. Or if you're in the Savannah, Georgia area, check out Graveface Record Shop and the Graveface Horror and Oddities Museum. Blue and I actually just went there yesterday and it was awesome.